Hello and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that every second we spend recording is a second that I am not playing the Halo Infinite multiplayer, so this is going to be our first 90 second episode podcast. My name is Craig Wells, aka Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, aka Alex Good. We are recording this on Monday the 15th, the day that uh, Microsoft just surprise dropped Halo Infinite multiplayer, and I've kind of just been antsy to play it all day. I played it for like an hour and now we're doing this so as a person who doesn't know anything about halo i think the last halo i heard of was halo odst wow that not dude halo reach multiplayer was prime like if you missed out on like you know launch halo reach multiplayer that was mm, that is top tier like 360 memories um holy smokes But, so this multiplayer is free to play, so I will be harassing the group chat into joining me at some point. Um, and it's, it's Space Call of Duty. You like, uh, you like, uh, laser guns? You like, uh, ATVs and, uh, machine gun, uh, Jeeps? Halo Infinite, here you go. (laughs) So, my question to you would be, like... Is it a remastered nope. or remade? Nope. Brand new game. Oh, so I bet it plays amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels real good. <laughs> Jeez. Do you think it's going to pull away from any of those other games that everyone's playing right now? Because it's not a battle royale. It's just a multiplayer. No. Yeah. So it's competing I mean, directly against Call of Duty Vanguard. Yeah. So I think, and also from what I'm hearing, the Call of Duty Vanguard launch isn't going super well. And people, from what I've seen today, are enjoying Halo Infinite. So I think... I don't know if it's going to, I almost think they're two separate audiences, so I don't know if they're really going to pull away from each other, but I'm definitely going to spend more time in this Halo Infinite multiplayer than anything else. Like, I'm not going back to Overwatch. I'm probably not going to solo in Warzone anytime soon. Um, Like, this is, this is going to be my shtees for a little while. The only game that it had really, like, the only market it was against was Splitgate, but Splitgate mm-hmm. was really only around for like a month, so Dude, I think- Splitgate- dropped hard yeah before i got into it it was already gone so i think uh, if you're if you're on the fence about halo infinite just give it a shot it's free to play easy peasy and the campaign drops on like november 7th or december 7th or something like that and i'm very excited about that um is there like a a season pass kind of system where you're unlocking stuff as you play yes and i bought it instantly oh jeez (laughs) ten dollars you know just as much as the call of duty battle pass Okay, that's not bad. Yeah, and uh, I was talking to you about this before we started recording. Uh, a video game adjacent thing is at work. We started um, uh, a Smash Bros. tournament that we do like in our downtime. And uh, in the random bracket, I got paired with the big boy boss of the store, who I had never met. So it was just like in the group chat, just like small little pleb me, just like, hey, I know we haven't met, but when do you want to play Smash Brothers? So are you, you obviously, everyone's playing from home, right? No, we, we like do it. Like we take a break. Like we have 15 minute breaks or we come in early or we stay a little bit late and we do, there's a switch in the break room. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So it's just a matter of like, when are we at the building at the same time? And you know, are you willing to stay a little late? Are you willing to come in a little early? And, um, you know, because he is the big boy boss of the store, uh, he did not exactly have that time, which I do not blame him. So I had um, to- Is there uh, a grand prize? Good question. I don't know. What I do you mean the, you don't? You're in a competition with no saw, stakes except for bragging I, rights? I saw the sign-up sheet and it's like, do you want to play? And I'm like, you bet I do. I need the social interaction above nothing else. <laughs> How big and, is the bracket? How many people are you playing with? Um, it's three rounds, you know, first round, semifinals, finals, eight people. Oh, that's not super big. Yeah. It's like eight um, people. Yeah. And <laughs> so I eventually ended up playing a stand-in and he takes the switch out of the dock and I'm like, why are we playing it undocked? Shouldn't we just play it on the TV? And he goes, no, we're just playing it like this. And then I bring it up to one of the other players later and he's like, so has everybody been playing it undocked? And he goes, no, we have a huge TV in the break room. We've been using that. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, why did you, why? Right. I mean, he's playing for somebody else. Yeah. So he just doesn't care, I guess. 
Yeah, and I also won why anyway. would you sign up for something if you can't be there to do it? I don't know because you know sometimes you think you have more availability than you do. Oh boy! But um, I will keep you updated on if I win this tournament or not. Uh, do you feel like is there anybody like that's like killing it? Like, is there a, an obvious? Uh, um, yeah, I think like this is not the first time that they did it. So I think the guy that won last year, I have the potential to go up against. So that's terrifying as well. Well, uh, you should stop playing Halo and start training. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I should find like I need to start like uh memorizing smash bros uh guides just like put them on as i fall asleep seep in that knowledge right man start memorizing the combos figuring out what character is best for what you gotta, you gotta get involved because and find right out what now, the freaking reward is because right now it is just shy of button mashing i'm not exactly button mashing but i'm very close <laughs> i'm a button masher dude i haven't played i haven't played smash bros since gamecube yeah and that GameCube was probably like 2010. Okay. Yeah, it's been, yeah. I play Smash Ultimate maybe once a year because I do not have a Switch to play it on. But right. I want to talk about, so it's a three-round game, and this is my strategy. I play a Sonic the first round, and then I play, because we can't repeat characters. So I play a Sonic the first round, I play as Pikachu the second round, and I hope to God that I win the second round as well because if we have to go into a third round, I don't have a third character. <laughs> Samus, bro. Got my Samus. Mine is, I think mine would have to be Lucario. A very similar Samus type. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that can charge a projectile, good. (laughs) Good. Big fan of those, bro. All right. Anyway, now that we've nerded out enough, do you want to talk about the movie for this week? We're talking about Bohemian Rhapsody, the 2018 phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, it's our final movie in our little biopic month, uh, Freddie Mercury and Queen. If you, We're going to do all spoilers, so if you want to skip ahead to the next segment, you can go to this time code right here. Time code 2415. So this is, I think, the only... Th- first of all, this is the only one that I've seen before, and I think this is the only biopic in my life that I've seen in theaters. And it's okay. It's a biopic. What? What? It's a biopic. I just like, I don't know. I, I'm curious. The thing that I think about a lot when watching these is would I have liked Ray less if we watched it at the end? Because all these biopics are the same, the exact yes. same movie. And Ray was just really well done. And I'm curious. If if we had done this at the end, I would have appreciated the good acting less because it's a story I would have seen four times up to that point. Right. See, I like rind- rounding out the month with the good movie. Um, so I like putting the best movies on the ends. And then sandwiching the stuff in between. Granted, Walk the Line was still pretty good. Um, but this movie I've also seen before. I didn't see it in theaters, but I watched it at home. And I'm like, this is phenomenal. The amount of hits Queen has is crazy. Yeah, I agree. But I don't want to attribute the hits to the movie. Right. But I, I think it also, it showed me where Queen was when they created this song. And this movie does that very well. It's like, this is where we were when we did Killer Queen. This is where we were when we did We Will Rock You. And another one yeah. bites the dust. Like that scene, like the, the scene in the cabin is fantastic. Like right. that is, that is like, this is our songwriting scene. This is like, we're going to buckle down and we're going to like, it's almost like we're going to make Queen Queen. Um, But this movie also does my least favorite biopic trope, which is set something up and then smash cut to a text that says one year later, which it does at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, gang, give us a little bit more to eat at the beginning. Listen, appetizers well, thing, are nothing this movie if cuts the mozzarella to the sticks end. doesn't have the marinara sauce. Right. This movie starts at the end. It starts with the Live Aid concert. Yeah. And then sends you back 15 years or whatever. And mm-hmm. then it starts skipping forward. And you're like, just figure it out, bro. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think that this movie does a very good job of portraying um his relationship with the woman whose name I can't remember. Well, Remy Malik is also a freaking legend. Yes, he he performs very well. Mary, Mary Austin is her name. Right. I think that uh they have a very they have a lot of good on-screen chemistry and I think that their relationship was depicted very well. 
Yeah, dude. I'm just the fact that like I forgot Remy Malik was playing Freddie Mercury because he did such a good job, and the mm-hmm. vocal mix between him, Freddie, and uh, a guy named Mark. Yeah, they um, had like a. Yeah, they had like an impressionist and it was like like, mixed between the three of them. Yeah, and he now tours with Queen because he's that good. Yeah. So it's just this movie won four Oscars also. It's a lot. There's that. It was nominated for five, won four of them. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a pretty good ratio. If you wanted a ratio, that's the ratio you want. It's it's freaking phenomenal, dude. I love this movie. Um, of the ones we watched this month, it's my favorite. Oh, I wow. think it's okay. It's my favorite. Ray was good, but the issue I had with Ray, it was long. Yes, and it a couple people acted really well, but not everybody. And this, I feel like across the board, everyone did a better job. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the thing I liked about this movie and Ray is it was about the music and it was about the artist and although there was drugs and sex in both it didn't seem like those were a main character until the end the end yeah. for both those movies it got real heavy yeah and act I don't think it three needed to. is act three is very much drugs right um, um i i think this movie it goes out of its way to uh portray freddie as imperfect but not villainous um right. he's very uppity when the band starts to get successful he's very um like almost antagonistic about his fame uh but like you're never like you know they should kick him out of the band (laughs) right um another thing i really liked about this movie and i forgot it as soon as i started talking um (laughs) gosh darn it dude i guess we'll never know (laughs) okay that's obnoxious yeah and you know what what's even more obnoxious is i'm not gonna cut it which means our audience is gonna suffer along with us do you know (laughs) dude i'm gonna what if i just i'm like i'm editing this episode i'm not going to do that (laughs) but it'd be nice if i could um dude this movie freaking slaps um a thing do we want to get in spoilers this is all spoilers oh i have not been paying attention (laughs) the thing i really like about this movie and i'm about to lose it oh no no not again (laughs) no Okay, I had something to do with success, something to do with music. Okay, I'll talk for a second. I I wanted, this movie also did something that I'm not a big fan of, which is the very fast redemption arc. Because when Freddy decides to go solo, it's like the lowest point in his career. You know, nobody likes his solo stuff. Um, And and like, and and he knows it. He's just trying to get it done so so it can be finished. And then he's like, I need to be with queen again and it takes one meeting to do that right i remember what happened yeah i'll let you finish but i'm because i'm saying the words over and over again in my head so say whatever you need okay i just wanted to say it would it would have been nice to have a little bit more than that to actually make him prove himself but i don't know if that happened in real life or not i just wanted to say from a movie perspective could have used a little bit more than one scene alex what do you have so the thing that set this part for me versus the other ones is he dies in this movie. Not in this movie, but like he was he's been long gone by the time this thing comes out. Ray, Ray Charles was still around when they were doing production for this movie. Elton John is still alive and Johnny Cash died in like the 90s or 2000. But like Freddie Mercury has been gone for a minute. Um so I felt like that kind of added to it because it provided distance. Like no one's making a Michael Jackson movie, not a good one. No one's making a good Michael Jackson movie. Um, because he died in 2008, you know? Yeah. It's not that long ago. No one's making a Prince movie because he died less than freaking five years ago. We need to wait. So I feel like this provided distance. So everyone who didn't know Freddie Mercury super well, um, could freaking get over it because he died in 91 yeah and so that's from kind of that that was 30 years ago and that's kind of the perspective that i had going into this is like i was watching freddie mercury more of a character in a movie than i was as like oh this is a documentary on his life right because yeah and because the thing is there's a lot of people that grew up with him and obviously we all grew up with his music but um this separation 
I don't, I didn't know the stories. I didn't know about the sexuality. I didn't know about the drugs. I didn't know any of that stuff because they're so far removed from it. Um, but the other people were still alive. So they're still talking to people. They're still doing interviews and you can find the stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so I think if, in the future for biopics, stay away from so much drug use because we get it. Um, stay away from so much sex because we get it and wait a while like a while um i think i want a really i mean there are we have a whole nother group that we could do next year for um biopics about musicians um that i'm excited for like get on up with uh chadwick boseman because it's just it's just older um but i also would love to have a like a movie with marvin gay because he was murdered yeah and that was a while ago um are there any artists that come to mind elvis i guess would be pretty good because he's been gone for a while but that is a movie coming out about him um i mean haven't they been casting for the kurt cobain movie oh dude that would be freaking sick i don't know anything about nirvana I don't. Yeah, neither do I. Um, so I, I mean, it's that's that's the target demographic. I think now that we've four four movies in, we know what sh- it should be about. We know what it should be like, and I think we can predict whether or not a movie's going to be good based off a synopsis and maybe watching a trailer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, and like the thing is, like I know, like a movie about Elvis and a movie about Kurt Cobain kind of have to be drug focused. Yeah, and, it's gonna, and at least the Elvis is going to be centered around women, is womanizing all that trash, and it's going to get. I just don't want it to be boring because now we've seen it so many times. So, because here's the thing that I think uh, Bohemian Rhapsody they didn't they didn't decide that they wanted to do this until like halfway through the movie. And by that point I had already dismissed him as an unimportant character, but uh, Freddie's boyfriend, that's like, part manager for like part freddy's manager right like he i liked the manipulation that he had on freddy and i think that that was an interesting dynamic to explore but they didn't do it until the end of the second act right that's when paul goes public about freddy and his sex parties and all that stuff and he he gets fired and he, he withholds live aid from freddy so he didn't even know about it and there's just there's just a bunch um and that scene where he um tells him off in the rain where freddy yep. tells him off like that's a very cool scene that is a very good scene it's i i, I it's iconic, bro. Yeah. Um. I. This is just a pet peeve. There's no way he would have heard Freddie the distance that they were standing and the and the volume in which he was speaking. Right. This is yeah. a little pet peeve, not detrimental. Just wanted to point it out. Um. Uh. And I think that this movie also could have done a little bit more with uh Jim Hutton, uh the Freddie's last boyfriend before he died. Um. I don't know. Um. Uh, For me, I, it's I, always interesting to see because all these people have multiple romantic interests some just don't make it in the movie like ray charles had a first wife yes they just never just not important i guess and like for this movie mary is important because she's mary austin and uh paul was important because he was like part manager and like it just would have been nice for a little bit more jim hutton to see more of the happy ending right um did you know that remy malik was originally cast in um rocket man as freddie mercury to make a cameo that's that would have been that would have been very cool because um rocket man came out the year after this so yes. he had already won um an oscar for best performance and by a lead role so mm-hmm. everyone knew him as this and freddie and elton john were friends in real life and i think they belonged to the same label or maybe they um had the same manager or something but they were definitely affiliated um but it just didn't work out i think like scheduling issues and stuff sure um yeah that would have been cool i think remy malik does a very good job like obviously he's the best actor in this movie um, hands down not even close yeah so dude like, the prosthetic he- also um i keep interrupting you but no, it's all his good. work with the choreographer to get the dancing right exactly because there's a lot of videos of his performances so they can just be historically accurate um work with mannerisms the prosthetic department to get him to look like it everyone did an amazing job costume work um hair and makeup it's crazy dude yeah it's um yeah it's good i think uh i never got over the suspension of disbelief with the prosthetic oh with Um, the teeth yeah like it didn't look bad it's just like i know what remy malik looks like I know he doesn't look like this. And, you know, I I, I never didn't think 
this is a prosthetic. Yeah, but I just I, but, think but I don't think that that's anybody's it's so, fault. What was that? I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think that that's just you know the fault of my brain not being able to get over itself. I think another it'd be like for me, it's just like that was an iconic part of Freddy. So yeah. it, on anybody else is going to look weird. I think for Michael Jackson, whoever plays them, when he they have to make his skin lighter from vitiligo, it's going to be off-putting mm-hmm. because it belongs to one person did that, you know? Um, or one famous got per, one person got famous for that. Right. Um, also, like, Jamie Foxx is going to be in a Mike Tyson movie. When he gets the tattoo, it's going to look weird. Yeah. Because that huge face tattoo right around his eye, there's only one person who has that, bro. And it's going to look different if they don't look freaking identical. So I did... There was suspension of disbelief for me purely because I'm like, this is everything else was amazing. So that part didn't take much more to believe. I will say this movie did a very good job at portraying how outstanding of an event Live Aid was. Dude, Live Aid was incredible. Because I cannot imagine singing four, I forget how many, but like four or five songs back to back with that amount of energy in the, like with no breaks pretty much. And you know, homeboy singing pretty high, got, got a high, got that high range. That would be exhausting. Andy was sick. Yeah. So uh, that, that was something that I appreciated is just being also, he was performing in front of 72,000 people. No, I think it was more. I think it might've been more than that. It's crazy, dude. So I, I I liked that. It was a very good portrayal. Like the scale of it all was very well shown. Um, what did you think about his relationship with his family and how they portrayed that? I felt like they did it just to did it, just to do it. Yep, that's what I thought. And like that scene where he's at the piano and he's like, "I've changed my name to Freddie Mercury," and his dad's like, "What is the family name not good enough for you?" I'm like, "Yep, this is a scene from this type of movie." Yeah. <laughs> It's the, this happened in real life, so we should probably put it in. It's, it was an, it just didn't have the emphasis that I think it needed to be taken seriously. Yeah. Because we, you shrug it off and you like forget about it. He's Freddie Mercury. You're like, yeah, man, I get this was important, but this movie isn't treating it like it's very important. It takes up five minutes in the grand scheme of a freaking two hour movie. No one's going to care. Yeah. So, um, like the time that he spent with Mary Austin's family was almost more important. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, overall, uh, do you have any final notes? Uh, dude, of the movies of the four, I would... I would vouch for this one and tell people to watch this one. This is definitely my second. This is the quintessential biopic. I think that this is a textbook biopic. This movie does everything a biopic needs to and should do. Like it it's the it's the standard. Right. And it's it's I think people need to think about this movie when they're thinking, can I make a biopic? Because if it's not gonna be this level or better, don't make one. Yeah, it's um and it, it, it's one of those movies where if you don't like this movie, you don't like the genre. Right. Yeah, dude. That's it. And that's why this movie for me is a seven, right? It's good. I appreciate it. Not my favorite. I see a lot of flaws in it. This genre is not for me, and I see that. So that's why this is a flat seven. Okay. I'm giving it a flat eight. Okay. Because this movie's freaking amazing. I gave Ray a flat seven, and the other ones, I mean, I don't even know what I gave them, but I know it wasn't nice. Six and a half for Rocket Man, six and three quarters for Walk the Line, I think. Okay. So Ray was the best of those three. This one, I think the only reason is because if Ray was made now, I think it would be better. Okay. Because Ray was the benchmark for all these other movies to be made you because jamie fox won a freaking oscar for it so they're like if that's what an oscar oscar uh award-winning performance looks like and we want one it needs to look like that so i think all the other ones have the benefit of being able to copy bohemian rhapsody just did it exactly how they were supposed to do it yeah and i think now when people make biopics it's going to be ray and bohemian rhapsody i agree i mean walk the line got nominated for a bunch of stuff too and so did rocket man but i'm like bohemian rhapsody and ray are like number one and two up there for me yeah 
for sure. I yeah, I freaking agree. Great I agree. movie, dude. Um, all right, let's move on to our improv segment. We're gonna go back to consistent cutaways. The way this one works is we're just gonna do a normal scene and we're gonna do some uh, cutaways. We're gonna suggest a cutaway, cut to it, do that scene, and then come back to the original scene. Sometimes we, you know, uh, we get a little carried away <laughs> with the cutaways. Sometimes we're gone for a while. Sometimes uh, <laughs> it's five seconds. Yeah. Uh, the world will find out when we find out (laughs) Um, a lot of it revolves around whether or not we remember where we came from (laughs) okay um uh, okay here is the scene um i am a private investigator uh questioning you about a case you're a suspect in a case of mine oh no okay makes sense am i where like where are we um i'm at your house okay so i'm gonna be sitting on the couch and you're sitting across from me coffee table in the middle yeah asking me questions so i see here that you said um uh you were out at the grocery store last tuesday care to uh right care to elaborate on that yeah i don't know that there is to elaborate i I mean i was shopping at the neighborhood walmart and see that's funny because um i don't know too many people that do their grocery shopping at walmart most people go to a food lion or a kroger um but uh you choose uh you choose walmart what's up with that it's a neighborhood walmart which means it's basically a grocery store because walmart's breaking into the industry cuts to the walmart meeting (laughs) where they're like we need to break into the industry so we have Okay, so we're underpaying our workers. We are selling things as much as we possibly can. Uh, Anything else that we're uh, missing in this front? I mean, we have, we're cornering the market in supermarkets. When people think supermarkets, they think of us. Yeah, good or bad. Our next competitor is like Target, okay? So we need to start stealing the market share from the other people that can't help themselves. Okay, okay. Definitely needs to have Walmart in the name. Because nothing says loyalty. Like a Walmart pharmacy. Like the Walmart brand. Okay. Mm -hmm. Again, Walmart pharmacy. I'm on board with that. Right. Here's the thing. I think we need to do everything. Bread, milk, cheese, aisles, you know, with loads of food. And then we'll just get rid of all the toys. We'll have a section for toys. But we have to get get rid of electronics. There's okay. way too much stuff in there. Can I suggest instead we just buy the company Whole Foods? Here's the thing. We make $5 products and sell them for $25. Whole Foods makes $50 products and sells them for $75. We are going to go broke trying to sell that stuff. Also, look at our market share. These people cannot afford this. They're going to the store in pajamas and Crocs. They have their hair still in curlers. The guys... I don't even know if that's considered hair. Like, look at that guy. <laughs> Cuts to security screen in a hey, Walmart. Hey, Tim, uh, do you see this guy right here? Is he acting suspicious? I mean, is that a toupee? I don't... It, is, that, is that a stuffed animal? Is that animal? alive? Is that a stuffed animal from the toy section? I don't know, man. It's moving a lot. Should yeah. We, should we question him? Um, Cuts to them questioning him. <laughs> So, uh, care to explain uh, what's on your head there? Listen, I suffer from a very rare genetic disease that very few people in America have called rapid onset balding. Okay. I was, tw- I'm, you might, if you had to take a guess at my age, what would you say? Well, you started with twa, so I'm going to assume you're in your 20s. Wrong. I'm 12. <laughs> Cuts back to the original uh, private eye questioning. All right. So now that we've answered that question, I have another question for you. Um, you say that you were grocery shopping uh, at Walmart uh, Tuesday night, but uh, I can pull security footage from uh, you at the local strip club. So, uh... listen. <laughs> there's there's a simple explanation why I might can be my facts that? a little messed up. I am high as a kite right now. <laughs> Freaking. I don't know what day it is. I don't know where I am. And you're an elephant. <laughs> Cuts to inside the hallucination. Whoa. How, how strong was that weed? This shouldn't be hallucinogenic. I should just be really calm right now. It's supposed to help with my questioning. Cuts back to reality. So what planet did you come from? And why are you upside Strip down? Strip club, vanilla unicorn. Drugs, murder, you, make a little love. Gotta gotta tingle those sensations. Feeling it? Did you do it? Are you doing it? Do you want to do it? Did you do it? So hear me out. I'm not saying I killed anybody. Oh, killed someone. That's, that's a wrap. All right. That, gotta take care I, of this. 
I said, I'm not saying I did. What I am saying is that if I were to kill someone, and I don't know the details of the case, but I'm assuming you probably found the body behind the building in a trash can. I'm Oddly specific. If I were to do something like that, I'm not dumb enough to ditch the body 50 yards from where the crime occurred. I'm chopping them up into little pieces and I'm burning them at a far away location. And I'm getting all the gadgets and I'm placing them in a rental car and you're gonna just gonna drive around and you're not gonna have any idea where this person is they're gonna seem alive and then on top of all of that i'm gonna make sure that this person gets put in for leave for like two weeks so they're gonna be expected to be gone for work for a while and on top of all of that i'm never gonna make contact with this person again so you would have no idea to come here so it can't be me because if i were to do it i would do it better yeah, Unless so this guy hot, totally did it. I probably it. just killed them and ditched them in the dumper in the back. Yeah, so this guy totally did it. I'm uh, making uh, an executive action. Cox gun. Beautiful. Man, Beautiful. you uh, really went into, you really absorbed season three of you. Dude, I immediately went into you. I immediately went there and I'm like, all right, now we're just going to talk about this again. <laughs> all right, do you have one more? Um, For consistent cutaways, we should have show and tell kindergartners describing their items to their teacher and presenting let's just have a kindergartner presenting to the class their item okay okay cool 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 um did, did you have an idea did you want to go first uh yeah uh i'll go first um my uh show and tell item is uh um my show and my so can i start over Yes, you can start over. So, hello everyone. My name is Alex. My parents also call me Alex. Sometimes when they're mad, they call me Alexander, but that's a mouthful. But you can call me Alex. And today, show and tell, I brought my hair from my last haircut. <laughs> okay, um, what's uh, what's special about this haircut, uh, about this hair? So, I'm very particular, actually, about how I get my hair cut. Um, I like it quiet, so scissors only, and... Cuts to you telling the barber scissors only. Yes. All right. I'm in the barber's. Okay. All right. Excuse um, me, sir. Excuse me. Are you ready? Excuse me. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah? Yes. Wait, 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 wait. Before we get started. Before we get started. First thing, please don't use anything plugged in. Wait, stop it. Please stop it. Okay. Before we do anything. I don't want anything that's plugged into anything on my... Stop it, please. Okay. Please stop it. Sorry. 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 We're just kind of on a time crunch and... I'm sorry. I'm it sorry. You say your thing. Please do not use any tools that are plugged into anything. You oh. your hands, please. Oh, this is uh, this is all battery. It's not plugged into anything. Well, please, no electricity. I'm allergic to electricity. It makes me. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't. It's too loud. I, I can't even hear myself think. Okay. Okay. Cuts back no. to the classroom. <laughs> so. If we want, I know Jason went and he passed it around. So if you want, you can pass it around. Okay, um, and I you can touch it if notice, you want, but don't um, spill it. I can't help but don't notice, spill it. Uh, this these aren't this isn't in a bag. You're just kind of holding loose hair. Well, yes, but it's very important you don't spill it because I'm not getting a haircut for another thirty three days or something. So <laughs> you get a haircut every don't three spill days. It. I mean, I don't know when, but hopefully. It's not soon because they never cut my hair how I like it. But this time I asked them if I could keep the hair and trade for their bad haircut and they let me keep it. Cut to you trading for a better haircut. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very upset with you. Um, yeah. Honestly, you you I'm very the, particular you about my hair. You think you can intimidate me? I'm very, I'm very, listen, listen to me. Are you, please. Listen. Yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Please listen. Look at I, me, please. I'm li- li- I'm looking at you. I'm listening please. to you. What? Hey, okay, somebody get this kid like a juice box or something. First of all, I'm allergic to red dye. So <laughs> no juice box, obviously. Now, I'm very particular about my haircut and you mess up bad. And it's very hard for me not to cry right now. So in exchange, I will give you $6 and... I get you to take my hair home with me. Okay. Do you know how much a haircut costs these days? Do you think Do you think that I get them from the Excuse warehouse? Excuse me, you're not listening. I made you a deal. What you say? And I'm trying to make you understand how garbage of a deal this Be is. Be nice to me. You already messed my hair bad. Real bad, actually. Okay. So, I'll call police. Listen, you have I to understand. No. I know the Listen, number. No, no. 119. You don't need to. You don't, need to, you don't need to. Can you stop talking Can't every your time phone? I'm trying to talk? Can't buy your phone? <laughs> <laughs> Can't buy your phone? Uh, no, you can't. It's like almost dead. 
Um, excuse me. Excuse me, ma'am. Yes. Excuse me. Can I borrow your phone? Um, my phone isn't on me. It's, uh, I didn't excuse bring me, it out. Sir. Excuse me, sir. <laughs> don't, don't Just answer. Just walking around don't, the salon. No one talked to the kid. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You still want to step on my hair. Stay where you, you are. Watch where you're walking. You my dropped the, the hair. Cuts back to the classroom. So. Does anyone else want to present while we're passing around Alex's hair? Yeah, um, I'll present. Um, okay. Hi, uh, my name's Craig. Well, I hit puberty three you, years. Nineteen. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> my name's uh, My name's Craig. I'm currently in the Billy Madison program. God. Uh, <laughs> um, I brought. Uh, a teddy bear that uh, records uh, little messages, and uh, so like you hold down the the paw, and it plays something out of the speaker in its tummy. So okay. this is uh, the message that my mom recorded for me this morning. Okay. So did your mom record message for you every day? You're the reason we're getting a divorce. Are you happy with yourself? Look at this room. Are you okay. proud of yourself? Okay. I are think. You, are you think proud of yourself? That's a very nice message. We're gonna have you stop now. Um, are but there any like, other recordings? It's really um i just find it really soothing and i you know it's really nice to remind myself like what i mean to this world right great we're not gonna have you pass around thank you so much for presenting (laughs) um that one's not even a cutaway that one's just messed up (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh does it have any other messages um before you go (coughs) no that was kind of it that was kind of the big one (laughs) Okay, cuts to them recording a second message. You're the reason why this kid can't freaking count. He's 19 and can't count. He's in a kindergarten class and he can't spell his own name. Well, maybe I could have taught him to count if he were around the house more often. Maybe a little bit Around the house, woman. If you weren't around the neighborhood so much, maybe you would see me being home spending time with our kids. Okay, well, maybe we need to go to couples therapy and address these problems. Maybe you should go to hell. Cox gun. What an emotional roller coaster. Hey, remember that one time we went to a party and people thought we weren't friends because we bullied each other too hard? (laughs) (laughs) People that come check down, is everything okay down here? Heard a lot of yelling. (laughs) Oh, man. And I don't think my roommates know I do this. (laughs) (laughs) You're just talking to yourself. They crack open the door and be like, oh, he's got headphones on. What is happening? Okay, that was good. I liked that. <laughs> that was uh, consistent cutaways. It's a, a banger. Yeah, certified I like it a lot. bop. All right, let's move on to our middle segment. We're gonna do another bit of moonlighting when we have too much stuff to talk about that we've seen and we don't want to jam it all into the end of one episode. We make a middle segment out of it. Uh, Alex and I have watched a lot of movies over the last few days, and so we've created this space in the middle of the podcast to talk about them. We're pretty good at keeping it spoiler free, so it's just what we've been up to recently. And I want to start by referencing our last moonlighting segment, which was at the beginning of this month. Ted was okay. Ted was. Did you okay. watch it again? You I never watched saw it, it again. I never saw it the first time. I watched it for the first time. Dude, it's good. It's okay. It's <laughs> it's funnier than what people would think. It is exactly what you would expect a 2012 Seth MacFarlane movie to be. Right. It's like it's, it it has exactly as many gay jokes as you would expect, and it has that one scene that gets a little too racist, and you're like, should yeah. you have gotten away with this? Like, it's funny. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's like a, but it's like a six and a half. <laughs> no, bro. I dude. That's- that's my top three favorite comedy all time. I never had any moments that you did where I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard. Here's the thing. That movie did what School of Rock did where the girlfriend was annoying because she was right. Right. Yep. Um, and, and so I'm just like, whatever. All right. It's, it, I'm not in it for the plot. This is just the jokes. Also, I don't know what the second movie's about because Mila Kunis isn't in it. <laughs> yeah, dude. I want to I wanna watch the second movie so bad. I want to watch it so bad. Um, so I watched Dune. Okay. And it's a great movie. The way Batman Begins is a great movie. Okay. The way Spider-Man uh, Far From Home was a good movie. It's You can tell it's good, but it's obviously a building movie. Okay. It, it is going to be good. And I think this movie was 
definitely more of a building movie than those two. Remember the movie Aragon? Yeah. This is like a better version of that. Aragon was going somewhere, except it never had the chance. This movie is going somewhere and had great actors to do it. And they just, you can tell they just invested more. Um, So I gave it a seven, eight. Okay. But Um, I know the other one's going to be better because now this is all world building. There was not a whole lot of serious conflict, which is frustrating. And it's a very slow burn. Um, But the acting was great. I was down for a new story. Um, But the next movie's just hands down going to be better. Uh. Here's the thing. As a kid, I didn't know that Aragon was a bad movie. Oh, me either, dude. I own it. Yeah, that movie is not bad. <laughs> when I, I saw it as a kid, watched the movie three years before I read the books. Yeah. Okay. Here's the. Okay. This is peak childhood stupidity. Not stupidity. Just you don't know how the world works yet. Where I watched the Aragon movie and I'm like, oh, so I can just jump right into the second book then. <laughs> wrong incorrect (laughs) no just the amount of names that are gibberish that you would have needed to have read in the first book yep Uh uh-huh and you read it like it's another language where you like i don't know how to pronounce this i don't know really how to spell this but if i see something that looks like that word in another word i know it means the sword (laughs) yeah you know So, I mean, what a series. Yeah. Um, I watched Eternals. Um, n- no spoilers, but uh, it's a long one. <laughs> Here's the thing. Ah, dude, I love me some long movies, though. Okay. So, I saw from the people that I follow on TikTok and Twitter, whose, like, film opinions I respect, I'm like, they freaking loved Eternals. It's like, they were all, like, top three. Eternals, top three, defines this phase of the MCU. It was really boring. It was really Did- boring. <laughs> Do you think the first Guardians of the Galaxy was better than this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. So here's the thing. Okay, here's why I didn't like this movie. Because it spends... So there's the first half and the second half of the movie, right? In the first half of the movie, half of that is spent in what I'm going to call an irrelevant time. The movie is, you know, it kind of follows them throughout time on Earth. And we could have cut like half of that. Very little of it is important. And then the other half of that first half is like a getting the band back together movie, which I find boring. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, especially with characters I don't know. Right. Do you? Dude, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of the parts that, because Guardians of the Galaxy suffered from, we had an entire phase before they got introduced. Yes. So now they just had to start over. And now but like Guardians Eternals of the Galaxy had like humor to carry it. Like right. it, it, it's he, comedy was Guardians of the Galaxy's gimmick almost. This movie didn't have a gimmick to fall back on. It was like oh, no. are you ready for some heavy sci-fi lore? And it just Did the it, did the abundance of star power get in the way? No. No. Okay. Also, hey, if you're expecting this to be a Kit Harrington movie, don't. If you're expecting this to be a Salma Hayek movie, don't. <laughs> good to know good um to know. but yeah the second half of the movie is better it it it's a little bit more like a normal quote-unquote mcu movie and call me basic for liking that half more i just did i gave it a six out of ten. Oh yikes um so i watched red notice <laughs> yes you discussed uh, this to me <laughs> with dj aka dwayne johnson aka the rock gail gadot or godot depending on whether or not you listen how she pronounces it and then ryan reynolds husband of blake lively this movie's bad, bro. Um, <laughs> it's not good. It's do, do you remember the Ryan Reynolds movie that Six Netflix put out? Yes. It is just like that. Oh. So if you love that movie, you will love this movie. Um, the product placement is gross. Um, it's mostly front-ended, though. So it's all in the first act. But you do see Aviation Gin, which is now getting everywhere. Dwayne Johnson puts his tequila in Terramana. That's in there. Five minutes after we see aviation. And then there's just more and more product placement. More and more. Like, do you know when people get in the car and then you watch the car start up and this logo comes across the screen? And you're like, no, we're not supposed to see this. We're supposed to be getting shot at or or something. It's annoying, bro. Um, Also, this was the straw that broke the camel's back as far as my respect for Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, because you've discussed in the last day or two how this movie just kind of like, yeah, you're broken on him now. I, it's just too much. It, I don't want another Fast and Furious. He can be in Fast and Furious because we all disagree that movie doesn't have to play by any rules. 
Yeah. It can just be what it is. Um, but I am actively going to be avoiding Dwayne Johnson movies. The movie and, that there's a movie that I have yet to watch that is, I think is going to be my make or break with The Rock. And that movie is Jungle Cruise. And yeah. I, I heard just, good things. It just got added to Disney Plus. It's on my watch list. But when I get around to it, I'm like, if sh- if he because he has really good chemistry with Emily Blunt in their press interviews. It's just a matter of do I want to watch a movie with him or is he just The Rock? a personality now he i think he is a personality he doesn't act anymore yeah it's very i mean it's it's you can build a strong case that he never was (laughs) um are you saying the the scorpion king wasn't the the (laughs) apex of his acting career i think another very frustrating part is in 40 percent of all his movies he's playing some version of law enforcement yeah and it is the worst kind of typecast and it's annoying and it's obnoxious. Also, it doesn't help that Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot are also playing versions of themselves as well. So no one is acting, is what I'm saying. Nobody's acting in this entire movie. There's also a plot twist at the end, which, that's not even a spoiler, because they don't allude to it at all. It is not something that you can be like, wait a second. No, it's not going to happen. You can't You can't guess it, because there's no clues. There are zero clues. Well, that's fun. And so what ends up happening is someone watched this movie, said, oh, this movie's really boring. And then they're just like, well, plot, throw a plot twist in there. I'm like, well, we haven't even, we haven't done any of that stuff. They're like, well, we'll figure it out. So, and you know, a plot twist is bad when they have to flash back to all the times where there were clues. And you're like, I thought that was just bad writing. <laughs> I thought, I didn't know you were doing that on purpose. And it was just bad, bro. It's a freaking garbage movie. I gave it a five out of 10 purely because it they, it was a big budget movie. And I think I gave the same thing with Six Underground. It's because there are car chases. It's because there are freaking four different cities that we film in where you get to involve freaking waterfalls and gunfights and interrogation scenes. So I'm giving it a five out of 10 purely because they threw a bunch of money at it. And it was just visually very cool. The acting sucked. The plot sucked. You at no point in time are you rooting for anybody. Is it funny? Um, No. I mean, if you like, if you like Ryan Reynolds humor, then you're going to love when Ryan Reynolds is on screen. The only problem is, is his, his straight man is the rock Johnson. Who's Mm. also doing jokes. So yeah. it's it's not like what's amazing is like in Deadpool where you have a crazy character and everyone around him is serious. But Dwayne Johnson isn't very serious in this movie. It's annoying. So now you just have two. Then you just have banter. And it felt very like Dwayne Johnson. Um, Strahan. No, not much. Stratham. Stratham. Statham. Statham. Jason Statham. It felt like that in Fast and Furious. Yeah. Um, except Ron Reynolds is way funnier. And then it's just annoying. I'm just over it, bro. Um, and the problem is, is if someone told you the plot of this movie, you could look at the three of them and be like, oh, I know who's who. Yeah. It's like one spy, one law enforcement, one forger. And you'd be like, well, obviously he's law enforcement. He's probably the forger. And that's the spy. You just know. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it's, there's no effort to break any stereotypes. And that's why this movie's bad. I watched Fight Club. Uh this movie is good. Um I knew the plot twist going into it and that didn't ruin the movie for me like I thought it was going to. Um I think the movie does a very good job at filming itself to not give itself away. I think if I didn't know the plot twist, I would never have guessed the plot twist. Uh, uh I think if you pay very, if someone told you there is a plot twist, you would figure it out. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, the acting is very good. The plot gets, goes really off the rails (laughs) in the third act. And like, I, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of that. Like it was definitely the cooler parts of the movie. The second, I think that my biggest problem then is with the second act. Because because yeah. the movie that's happening in the first act and the movie that's happening in the third act are completely different movies. And there's right. very little in the second act that connects the two of them. So um, I give this movie like a seven and a half. Edward Norton is fantastic in it. Um, Brad Pitt's OK in it. I don't think he's anything to write home about. Um, Helena Bonham Carter, she's great in it. Um, the dude from Mindhunter, I just recognized him. He didn't do a great or bad job. I just recognized him. <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah. Fight club. Uh, it was, it was on prime. I watched it on a whim. Good movie. Um, I watched harder. They fall with Idris Elba, Regina King. Um, freaking dude. What's his name? I love Jonathan majors. Mm, no, that's Lakeith. 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 Yeah. Freaking. I will watch anything he's in now. 
I'm begging I already, you to watch. I was watch, already I, in love with him. Now I'm obsessed with him. I am begging you to watch Short Term 12. Begging you to watch Short Term 12. Okay. It's on he, Peacock. Please watch okay. it. Um. So this movie, if you love Westerns, this is a good movie. If you don't like Westerns or are impartial, this is not a good movie. <laughs> I love Westerns. I love them so much. So I gave this movie an 8.25. Oh my God. <laughs> this movie, dude, anytime mm-hmm. we get like rap artists involved in the soundtrack for a movie, like Black Panther, um, there's another one that did it recently too. Every Fast and Furious movie? I mean, that's more Pitbull <laughs> in French Montana. Because um, Kendrick Lamar did Black Panther. Was there it was another Spider-Man? One. I think Jay-Z might did it. Was it? I mean- Post Malone was heavily involved in Spider-Man. Yeah, into the Spider-Verse. This is like when there's a dope soundtrack, I'm already freaking on board, bro. I'm already on board. Um and this movie had that. Jay-Z's in some of these songs. I'm like freaking yes. Idris Elba's in this movie, which is freaking dope. And he's plays the Idris Elba is such a good bad guy. Okay. And he's played a bad guy in a lot of movies. Yeah. Shout out Fast and Furious. Yeah. Dude, How many more yeah. times can we reference that franchise today? <laughs> Dude. Oh, it's coming up. Um, It's just a great movie. I loved it. It's very predictable. There's a plot twist in this one too. And I was freaking there for it. And it was one of those plot twists that at the end you walk away feeling like, was that the right? Is that, was that how it was supposed to end? Like I didn't, I couldn't have predicted it and I felt weird, but it was amazing, dude. I love this movie. If you're not going to like, if you don't like Westerns or you're impartial, don't watch it. I mean, you can watch it, but no, that's not going to blow your mind. I think most people are going to watch this movie and be like, oh, that's like a six, seven, five, or maybe a flat seven. I don't think it's going to blow anybody's mind, but like, I love Westerns and it was like a dope cast. I loved the themes and I was just on board with it. Um, It's on Netflix. The last movie that I have to talk about is Last Night in Soho. This movie is very much in the running for movie of the year for me. This movie rules. Um, Edgar Wright is fantastic. Um, This, uh, for the entire movie, I was trying to figure out where do I know the main character from? And she is um, the Jewish girl from Jojo Rabbit, uh, oh. the one that's hiding in the wall. Um, but uh, her name is Thomasin McKenzie. It also has Anya Taylor-Joy and Matt Smith in it. Um, Thomasin McKenzie is uh, this uh, art student, first year in college. She moves from a small town to London and... Uh, she rents out an apartment uh, off campus, and whenever she goes to sleep in that apartment, uh, she wakes up as Anya Taylor-Joy, who is uh, a 1960s uh, club performer who gets murdered. <laughs> and Does she get murdered as her? No. So, oh, I mean, like, she sees it happen, but she can't recognize who does it, so she's, like, trying to figure out in the present who killed her in the past. Oh, very cool. Yeah, and the scene that sold me, like, I'm going to love this movie is the first time she wakes up as Anya Taylor-Joy. It does that thing where, like, it's Anya Taylor-Joy's body, and then she looks into the mirror, and the mirror has Thomas and Mackenzie, and they're, like, mimicking each other's movements. Um, But they swap at various points throughout the scene. Like, their characters don't swap, just our visual perspective swaps. Oh, sweet. And it happens almost randomly. So we never, so it's like every time you kind of get comfortable with seeing one body, it switches to another, which I think was very good at establishing. This is both characters at the same time. And also it was just fun to watch. Very good color palette. Um, the music was good, but you know, not baby driver. Um, uh, just like overall, like good, good stuff. It, it got the second half of the movie is very different and it's different in a very good way. This movie is a nine out of 10 for me. Holy smokes. I love, I almost watched this movie a second time in theaters. This so movie is rules. Edgar Wright going My down favorite director? Favorite? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I mean, I'm just going to treat Edgar Wright movies like you should treat my Christopher Nolan movies. Yes, absolutely. Like, absolutely. This person can do no wrong. Every movie they come out. We're going to see in theaters and we're going to watch it again immediately. Yep. Mm -hmm. And this movie is fantastic and I love it very much. Sounds good. Did you have a last Um, one? Yeah. I'm going to smush them together. I watched Army of the Dead and Army of Thieves. Both of them on Netflix. I watched 10 minutes of Army of the Dead and I I didn't like it. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. I watched the whole thing and didn't like it. Um, Army of Thieves is supposed to be the prequel to Army of the Dead. Let me tell you, they're two different movies. 
and that they're barely connected. Bare- it's but more Army of, a of Thieves has uh, my girl Natalie in it. Dude, she is beautiful. Yes. And that's the only reason I gave that second movie <laughs> such a good rating. It's because she was in it. Because let me tell you, Army of Thieves is just as bad as Army of the Dead. Oh, no. But she's in it. So I gave her a full point. <laughs> So, Army of the Dead is the second Dave Bautista movie I watched because he's also in Dune. Yes. He should never, ever, 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 ever be a main character. Should never happen. It's so bad. This um, is not allowed. The only other Dave Bautista movie that I've really seen is he was in a movie with Jodie Foster called Hotel Artemis, where he played like, um, what are the psychologists, like uh, like in a psych ward? What are the guys in white called? Orderlies. Oh. He, he was in Orderly. Orderlies. Um, yeah. And he was fine in that. He wasn't funny or anything. He was just the strong man. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. this fits. Him and Dwayne Johnson. He is, Dwayne Johnson is Dave Bautista, but he's convinced everyone he's not. And that's annoying. Uh, it feels low budget, even though it's not. The makeup is bad. The writing is abysmal. It is gross. It's a freaking zombie movie. And also, freaking sp- Spoilers, I'll give you 10 seconds as a break for spoilers if you don't want to hear Army of the Dead spoilers. Now, if you're still around, you're going to hear the spoilers. Every freaking zombie movie systematically kills everyone. Yes. And the main character is always one of the last. Sometimes they live, sometimes they don't. And this movie does that to a T. Every single person on the team systematically taken out, taken out, taken out. Sometimes they get taken out in pairs. Sometimes they get taken out as a singleton. And it's obnoxious. And there's the plot armor in this is obnoxious. So yeah, guess what? You end the movie with freaking two people. That's how it works. And it's stupid. And I hate it. And I gave it a 4.5 out of 10. The only reason I didn't give it a 4 out of 10 is because, honestly, I should have gave it a 4 out of 10 be honest with you i'm giving it a four out of ten it's a four right, out of ten enough. and the only reason it's not a three out of ten is because the cameras worked and the lighting was okay then army <laughs> of thieves um army of thieves is in its canon it comes before this they're not related you can watch them in either order it doesn't make a difference this one it follows the safe cracker who is used in army of the dead but this is his backstory and natalie is in this movie i can't remember what her name is to be honest with you not that it matters not even gonna look it up but let me tell you natalie's freaking beautiful And everyone in this movie falls in love with her, including me, okay? (laughs) And it's just a heist movie. Just a heist movie. So there's people in the heist who are backstabbing. Of course, there's a driver. There's a safecracker. There's so many like, man, this feels like a lot of a movie. Like, we all have our different roles, right? And like, yeah. And he's the leader? Right. This feels like a movie. And be like, well, yeah, that's how it works. I'm like, guys, we get it. We get it. This movie, is, this movie is a four and a half out of five. Army of the Dead is a four, but because it has Natalie in it, I'm giving it a 5.25 because it is definitely better than Red Notice. <laughs> okay, good but to know. no one should watch either one of these movies. Nobody. Well, that was Moonlighting where we just talked about the movies we watched. We're going to move on to our one hit wonder that I'm calling Facing Our Fear Factors. And nice. what I've done is I there's this article on grunge.com called The Absolute Worst Challenges on Fear Factor. And we're just going to go through them and see if we do them or not. Or if you have a specific price that you would do a single challenge for, I'd be interested to hear it. Because they're playing for like, what, 50 grand? Something like that. It's not enough. No, Every it's time it's not enough. And it's a competition. Because they, they have to do multiple of these and they only get 50,000. Right. And you can do it and not do it as good as somebody else and you still and- lose. Yeah. So, and I'm going to read one of these and you're going to be like, oh, that would be half a million dollars by itself. <laughs> sure. So first off, eating a blended rat. How much? Dude, How much of the rat? The entire thing? Um, I, don't, I think it's the only thing. I think it's the whole God. thing. I w- it's not 50 grand. I'll tell you. I, it is 50 grand. <laughs> it is straight up 50 grand. If it's a guaranteed, if I do this, I win. But that's not how this game works. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. Shoveling roadkill, then eating it. Hey. No, hey, Joe. That's not how hey, I will die. hey, Mr. Rogan. Hey, Mr. Rogan. Stop making people eat dead things. Dude, Joe Rogan has said multiple times on his podcast that he had to talk the writers down and the producers down. He's like, we're not doing that. That's too dangerous. He goes, that's so stupid. The reason they got canceled is because the production team made them, made each contestant drink a quart of donkey semen. And he's like, 
this is too far. We're not doing this. And they're like, we are going to do it. And he goes, no, this is, we're going to get canceled. We can't do this. And like, we're doing it. They did that episode. They sent it into the network and they got canceled. Never even came out. Yeah. Um. Uh. For the roadkill, uh, it says that between the two contestants, uh, <laughs> uh, one of them instantly walked away and the other one constantly gagged but managed to get it down. Well, if it's between two and you know that you just have to beat the other person, then I could do it. Um, Drinking the fluid of cow's eyes. This one oh, so far is the easiest one. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like a jelly instead of a liquid. I love how all this stuff is just eat something bad. Yeah. Okay. This next one is the easiest of them all. Dunking your head in 50 gallons of cow's blood. Oh, easy, bro. That, that's just a fun bath. <laughs> Don't drink it. Don't open your eyes. Hold yeah. your breath. Dude, I would do that in a freaking... I would do that for freaking... Right now? 5000 A grand? Okay. $1,000? Uh, I think it mil- would cost more to get that stuff together. Yeah, it definitely would. Um, Milking a goat with your mouth? See, that's weird. Yeah. But if, if I'm not going to get hurt, I'll freaking do it, bro. 50 grand? 50 grand, bro. Yeah. If doing I doing kn- Yeah, if I know I wouldn't be hurt... God. I'm I not th- trying to get kicked in the face. I'm not trying to get pissed on, anything like that. Oh, uh, here it is. Uh, chowing or chowing down on a horse rectum. Um, well, it's it's dead. It's not. De- we're not eating booty on a live horse. So as long as it's cooked, freaking, I'll send it. Have you? I mean, people eat testicles of animals all the time. Like too much. There's a there's a restaurant that only serves testicles and male genitalia. God, that's wild. From animals. That's all they serve. So it's a delicacy, I guess. Um. I mean, we haven't really said no. I guess the roadkill by far is the worst. Roadkill, so definitely no. Probably not the rat either. The rat's pretty bad. Rats are big too. Yeah. And there's bones in there. And, ugh. Um, lay in a bathtub full of leeches for 30 seconds. No. Um, no. And here's, hold on. There's a second part. Uh, after they exit the tub, a partner must then suck 30 of those leeches off their bodies. No, not doing it. No. Nope. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Nope. Dude, leeches are for real scary to me. Yeah. I've never even had a tick before, but something of that nature irks me and I can't do it. I'm tapping out. That would cost so much money and I would have uh, PTSD. Yeah, I would not. Ugh. Um. And this last one, uh, let's see, let me look at, oh, so this is from the ludicrous one. <laughs> um, uh, they, uh, put, put your head in a plexiglass box, uh, with marshmallows on strings and approximately 300,000 flies. See, the thing is, is I think actually doing it wouldn't be that bad, but it, the sensation would yeah. be brutal. Would That's be like, very bad. It's like the uh, Chinese water torture. Waterboarding? It's, oh, no, 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 no. I know what you mean. No, yeah. it's just dropping the water. I feel like in real life, it wouldn't be that bad, but you look at it or vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where I guess it'd be the exact opposite where, you know, you could do it. The sensation would be wrong. And, but in Chinese water torture, you're like, I know I could do that, but in real life, you couldn't. Yeah. The complete opposites. But I feel like it's one of those things. Dude, that'd be freaking, br- dude, I can't even imagine the sensation of like flies and stuff like going into your ear and up your nose and, while you, and then in your, in your mouth would be the least of your worries. Oh my gosh. And that article didn't even cover the plethora of claustrophobia based fear factor challenges that they've done which you and I I think both agree uh, we'd rather die than do I don't have claustrophobia there's a few things that I know they can save me so even underwater claustrophobia doesn't bother me if I had to swim through a tunnel, right, and I couldn't come up for air, and it was, the tunnel was so small that I couldn't lower my arms. So if I have my arms out in front of me, and I'm just pulling on a rope, and I can't put my arms to my sides because I'm so tight, I could do that. No, what no, scares no, no, me, no, 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 no. Yeah, and even if I had to do it blindfolded, so I'm in the dark. That would be Why scary. Why are you making it more difficult for yourself? My answer is I no could... to begin with, and you're like, tie my, ch- like, chain my ankles together, add like a, like a bowling ball weight, blind blindfold me you know shave all my hair pluck my ear hair is like for that i feel like I, you could be saved because the worst case scenario is you drown and they would save you immediately there's always scuba divers what scares me for real is getting trapped underground in a mountain and it's too tight and you can't turn around i'm just i'm if you have claustrophobia i am freaking turning people off from this podcast they're <laughs> leaving right now no but i know what um, you're talking about because i went to ruby falls in i forget where it is but ruby falls has like it's like the 
biggest uh, underground waterfall or something to that effect. And the guy that discovered that had to crawl in the situation that you're describing, where it's like you you have to go forward because you can't turn around. And And it's basically shimmying the entire time. And that is the the tour that we went on. The tour that we went on for Ruby Falls had uh, pointed out there was a section that said where he could first stand up. And it was like, I don't know, a five or ten minute walk for us. Do you know? Uh, Dude, first of all, I'm getting scared right now. (laughs) So uh, what we're saying is so what we're saying is. uh, Joe Rogan hosted the first one, then Ludacris, which means, you know, by the, you know, judging by the curvature of this arc, Bow Wow was going to host the third iteration of this show. Yeah. Um, Bow Wow, when you inevitably or ja this show. Yeah. Please don't recruit us or at least don't Dude, recruit me. I'll freaking me. do it. But just I like, would be bad. I would I be a not fun safe. contestant. <laughs> I don't want to die, you know? I know that's the whole point. Is it going to make you feel like you're going to die? But, like, don't for real kill me. Yeah, so, icky, gross, no. That was facing our fear factors in which I would do none of them. No thanks. Put me in Big Brother instead. Yeah, dude. That was... Oh, my God. <laughs> well, next week, we are starting our next new month, new theme. I'm actually very excited for this one. We're rocking Dick Van December, which means we got four Dick Van Dyke movies lined up for you. We're going to take a little break for a Christmas movie in the middle, but we do have four Dick Van Dyke movies lined up, and I am very excited for them. Uh, it's going to be sweet, dude. Yeah. The childhood classics. Yeah. Like, we're starting with Mary Poppins. Okay, we're starting big. We're doing a heavy hitter. Uh, I watched this kind of recently, and I am excited to go back to it again. So I, I'm I haven't excited. watched any of these movies in over 15 years. That's wild. Did you ever watch Mary Poppins Returns? We'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for me. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mom I said hi. See you next week. Deuces.